Iya. Yay. It says we're live. Yeah. So I'm hoping it is. Yes, yeah. Well, you're loud and clear. Am I loud and clear? Yes. Yes. Good. Good. Um, I'm just checking if it shows up on my wall. Yeah, it is. To anybody who's joining us right now, apologies, but we're arriving precisely on time. <laughs> um, and we're arriving in a way that we had no plans to do, let me tell you, because this is the first time I've done this via Zoom. Uh, we couldn't get Nikki sound working, but uh, where there's a will, there's a way. So to anybody joining in, I can't see anybody's comments, but we really appreciate you guys being here. And thank you as well, Nikki, for joining me. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. <laughs> I, I love the way we came in through the back door. <laughs> like I said, where there's a will, there's a way. It's cool. Um, so what's happening with... Go on. Glenn has just shown me that it's coming up. She's able to listen. Oh yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, so, it's on. It's on my wall, and we can we can share it out from there after. It's not a problem. Um, so, like I said, thanks a million for jumping on here with me. I've been like a kid at Christmas waiting for this. I mean, I'm very lucky because you're in my world anyway. Yeah, but to get yeah. to do this and and have everybody eavesdrop is even cooler for me. Yeah. yeah. We've often skipped through those trees behind you. Mm, yeah. Um, the last time you and myself were chatting a couple of weeks back, um, you shared something in a message and then we jumped on and it was like a really cool, uh, how would you say, analogy of, of where everybody kind of was right now. And you made a comment that was like, um, I'm going to paraphrase. It was like, if any, if, if, anybody if there's chaos going on with anybody it's it's inside and that there's really like no need for it kind of anymore and what I've noticed over the last I mean every day every day religiously you, you show up and you share your wisdom openly with a full heart and what I love about what you share is that you remind everybody especially me, <laughs> I can only talk for me, but you remind everybody to take everything back to the most simplest place, back to the most childlike place, I guess. Um, stop making everything so bloody complicated, which I love. <laughs> um, to anybody like who's, I mean, you're, you're doing what you do, the, sharing the magic you've been sharing. I think you, I saw you share that it's over 50 years doing the work that you do. And so you must have seen a lot of change in that time frame with people and where, what, where they are, what they go through, uh, what they've experienced. When you see a lot of conflict, as you observe people, is, is there any way or, or what would you say to people who are um, very much in their heads? Forget the simplicity of coming into their heart, like I said, which I'm very guilty of all the time. How do you remember, how do we remember to go from here to here? Because when we're here, there's a huge difference how it feels. Yeah, yeah. A big question. <laughs> yeah, a few I've questions the, there. I've had the big question. But as you were speaking, I was thinking now, uh, the, the, those who are older might remember uh, a radio program 
that was very, very popular and a BBC one called The Goon Show. Mm -hmm. And like the, the big, uh, you often they would say, it's all in the mind, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's all in the mind. It was a funny program and they made fun of everything, you know, and in, in the most ridiculous, fantastic way. And I, as a, I grew up and as a family, you know, mum and dad and us kids would sit around us on the floor because there weren't enough seats for all of us. Um, and uh, listen to it on a Sunday night. And it was taking, it ta well, it takes off everything, but in a non-negative a non way, in, in a, a light-hearted way. It, it, it just twisted your mind mm. so that you could laugh at things, the common things that we get involved in. Um, why why that come up for me? I think it's because it is in the mind. I studied psychology for years and taught as a professor in psychology, and all my psychology, all my study was not. The, it wasn't about the conventional psychology. It was all about understanding mind, our little mind, because as you said, we get caught up in the mind, yeah. and in understanding how our own mind works, and it's actually quite simple, um, uh, then we get an over, a higher view. So when we get stuck in the game, if we could just stand back and get to that point of laughing at it or smiling within yourself, aha, uh -huh, there I go again. Okay. <laughs> there I go again. Mm. Beautiful humor. <laughs> you just love to scare yourself. It's that kind of device that, and that's about remembering, it's about finding all the ways of remembering not to take ourselves so seriously. Yeah. And, and that is not to down put, it is to understand that that's the journey we've been on is in the head and on one side of the head actually on the left side, but yeah, just in one compartment. And we have to, for me, awakening or ascension or whatever you like to call it, is simply stopping for a second and making that choice of dropping into heart, of dropping that 18 inches. Yeah. And to be able to do that, we've got to for a second or time to say, yes, darling, but that's not it, when the, the mind. And it takes, it's that second. And as we awaken, we learn to do it quicker and quicker. But we're still people, most people are too, still too slow. Mm. They're too slow to move that. They get into the drama. <laughs> instead of making the flick. And the flick is, is a, a moment, a moment. That's why uh, the simple methods are the best. Oh, hand on heart, take a breath. Just be with that feeling. And immediately you've dropped, immediately you've dropped. And if you keep going back, you just keep doing it. And that's why we meditate. We meditate 
not to go into high realms necessarily, but it is to be still. Because in that stillness, everything comes together. Amanda did that picture some time ago of the trees and going out on the branches. And we like to, and that's the game. That's the game. And we learn, uh, we learn because we're reflecting off whatever we get into. We're, we're echoing <laughs> off our reality, our hologram. But the part that I see missing a lot of spiritual teaching is that we, we un may understand that, okay, what we create is our own hologram, but we forget that there's a continual feedback from the universe into that, because not just you're feeding your, re your experience into the whole, but the whole is feeding itself back into you. And so it's not an isolated hologram. Yeah. When you're in the mind, it isolates you. So I'm all about connection. It's a connection within, but that within is the without as well, or the without is within. And so you can say, you know, you've got a journey to clear and so on, uh, because if you have a reaction, then it's something in you, yes, but it's also something in the collective. Mm. It's also something in the whole. It's a, a divine experience. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a trial. Mm -hmm. It's only a trial when we can hear. Yeah. It, it's something beautiful for God because we are a point of life in the mind of God, a soul being who has had aeons and aeons and aeons and aeons and aeons of experience. And we heard a call and we came here. And the call was basically, we need more light here. We need more light here. We need more light here. <laughs> As human doing their dance, connected to their oneness, the oneness of all that is. However we envisage that, however we experience it. And so there's lots of levels we experience it. And we're all unique. We've, but we've been on this vast, vast journey. And ascension is simply soul being you are, that one who's been on that vast, vast journey, entering into embodiment, blending its knowing, our knowing, into human experience, into what people call the 3D, the 4D. You know, you can't leave, we're not leaving 3D. I think this is nonsense. 3D is a vibration of creation. So we don't leave it and shut it out. We're integrating it. We're learning to love it. So you, like, got you got me going there. I was going to say, there's a million things I want to like ask you and I feel like a little bit of a sponge here and I'm like, oh, I can't remember them. <coughs> but the first thing I just wanted to acknowledge was the space that you spoke of a couple of minutes ago, that pause, it really is a sacred space, isn't it? Uh, that sacred space of choice that we forget time and time and time again that we really have. And, you know, listening to what you said, um 
to add to it for me that choice point is is so precious and I think we we really overlook it all the time if we could just detach like you said from the chaos of the mind and 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 come back down in here because even as I was listening to you speak about it there's a huge difference in how it feels for me to be in my head and to be in my heart and it literally can just take seconds to go from one place to the other mm. and you know you also spoke there about the amount of time that we spend attaching to the stories attaching to all of the things that really they're not important but we really get consumed thinking that they are because we're so attached to them and what I just love to ask you is sometimes we as humans complicate things looking for the solution or the way to go to go in here to to, to quieten the mind and 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 come into the heart like we look for the most complicated things the most complicated routes when they're often the most simplistic am i right from from what i what i heard you say was that just to be still in that now moment over and over is like uh how how do you say like a straight a straight a straight route into the heart just that that now moment to just be here now and to choose that stillness I, I'm, I'm inclined to say as human it's the only way yeah it's the only way yeah uh, and I often say as a practice suggest to people that if you spend the time half an hour at least a day just sitting doing nothing mm. nothing with nothing no agenda, nothing, and just learning to sit in nothing and be present. And the simple way to do it would be to just close your eyes, feel, you know, feel that hand, put your hand on the heart, feel it, and then open your eyes and look at what's in front of you. You know, not look, but just see what's in front of you and just say, it's a movie. It's a movie. Now that doesn't mean to say it's not worth anything. It just means it's a movie. Who's the one who's looking at the movie? Soul being you are. That's it. That's it. When you look at the movie, it's like you've taken the virtual reality glasses off and stepped out of your chair. And now you're viewing through that body when you step back in you're viewing that it's a movie and it's very real the graphics are amazing <laughs> why do you think people why do you think people get so caught up in the story like like so entrenched in it so much to the point where we as humans nearly perpetuate our own suffering we we, we just keep why? buying into it yeah why do we keep because, staying on that hamster wheel because we're amazing soul beings who say who uh, chose to immerse ourselves in density and bring love to it and we and and all of us at some point or other go in very very deep mm. because um, the density becomes if you like purified it becomes just what it is without good or bad 
because it's a vibration, a frequency of experiencing, a frequency of creation density. Yeah. And so at least uh, 12 levels of density. As there are, well, we could say 12, I could split it up in any way, the number doesn't really matter. There are 12 levels of 4D and 5D and so on. Uh, it's like frequencies, interweaving frequencies of being. Yeah. And so we have a lot, I see a lot of people who are in the so-called spiritual world who are still are in fourth dimension, struggling with that in the fifth dimension, mm. because at the higher realms of 4D, the illusion becomes much more subtle. You know, and so they're playing spiritual games. <laughs> because, I mean, look, just one example is people have tools that are useful, but they keep using them when they've actually outgrown them. Mm -hmm. You know, because tools are useful or they're useless. Yeah. Uh, with meditation, you'll, I, I learn to sit in silence. No little mind. I don't say no mind because mind is vast. We're extremely intelligent, but we take we take a device that helps us still our mind. It might be chanting a mantra or whatever, and it's very useful. But when you get to that page of stillness and you find you get to your stillness, you don't need any device once you've got it and once it's well ingrained as a dynamic within you just like you're taking a boat across a lake to the to an island when you get to a lake and go and explore the island you don't take the boat with you the boat got you there the tool got you to a place but then we move on so people are struggling they're struggling they have the spiritual ideals but they're still in part, just ideals and concepts. We're talking about experience, the age of Aquarius. Now the Aquarius, one of the characteristics of Aquarius, I don't want to read about it in the newspaper. I want to be there. I don't want to read it or hear it from a guru. I want to be there. It's about experiencing now, knowing instead of just believing. Yeah. I love how this feels, even listening to you. What I was going to ask is, you know, like you've got, there's some people out there and they won't be, you know, avid meditators or they'll procrastinate and they'll use the excuse that they don't have the time or they don't have whatever excuse that we, we come up with as humans. And then if, if they do venture into it, they go into that stillness and then they're met with, with their with all of their stories and all of their bullshit and all of their all of the things that have literally kept them in this cycle and and i think right now with the situation worldwide with everybody kind of i use the word lockdown use loosely but they're being locked they're like locked down with themselves they're they're everybody's meeting themselves right now and what I wanted to ask you was like, for people in that place who, who don't know how simple that is, where do they begin? 
Where well, do they begin? Like when, when it comes to detaching, trying to detach from, from their own stories. And um, I know I've, I've, I've gone down something my own route, which for me was just really getting to know myself and understanding myself and remembering that um, everything is, is, is me experiencing itself. Um, but to somebody who has no idea where to begin, where do they, where do they begin? Yeah, I, I, I believe I can say I know because I've experienced it so often with working with people that there's always an open door. There's always an open door. Uh, and my jo job as a lover of human kind in sharing is to help others to find an open door, their open door, not mine, their mm. open door, or an open door. There's always an open door to light and to love and to God and to connection. Um, so perhaps if I give you an example, uh, um, what comes to mind is a man, I was giving a, a public talk with, uh, you, you know, it was a two-day two seminar and I was giving a public talk. And the, the um, ones who set the whole thing up, uh, the woman said she'd got her brother, her brother along. He'd never gone to these spiritual things. He's totally anti, but he, she, she needed a ride, so he came along. And he came along, and apparently he listened to my talk. Mm. And then he came up to me. I, I knew it was her brother later, but he came up to me and he bought my, the book I had on sale. But he, he, he came to me and said he liked, he loved it. And I could see he was a, a man, you know, he had quite dirty hands and he, or I would say he was a grease monkey, right? What we call a grease monkey. Mm. And I just said to him, what, what really gets you? You know, where, where's your passion? What do you like doing? And he said, I like mucking around with motorbikes. And I said, wow, that's great. How do you feel when you get involved? And Bert to me to cut a long story short, he was really telling me that he got totally lost in himself. It was like that time, time went and he was at peace and just so happy and contented. And I said, don't try to meditate. You'll, you'll see it in the book. Just do that and do it for no other reason but because it's you. Well, isn't that meditation? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's just that being present. And when we're present, we're not even aware of time. Mm -hmm. It's like you and I talking now in this energy, we could go on for a long, long, long time. This is no, the, uh, you know, time doesn't matter. We're not self-conscious. Yeah. You lose that self-consciousness and that self-consciousness is, you know, self-consciousness um, we're talking about is the mind. It's the mind uh, trying to protect and uh, uh, pattern us as human. But when you're there, there's nothing. Yeah. There's just that sense of pleasure 
a sense of contentment, a sense of being and doing as one, whatever word we put to it is not that. But everybody knows this. Yeah. And when you're children, it's natural. Come on then, it's time for tea. Oh, do we have to? And then, then they come and sit down and, and they're starving. But they, they have no awareness. We had no awareness of it when we were totally immersed. And we, yeah. it felt like we could go on forever. Mm. Wow. Wow. You talked about when we're in that place, when you're connecting with yourself without even realizing that's what you're doing. It feels so good. It's it's such a euphoric space that we sometimes think that the only way we can achieve it is by means outside of us, but it really is an inside job. And that yeah. knowing, that knowing, um, I think for many people now is, is increasing and, and getting stronger and stronger. Like I remember... I remember the very first time, the very first time I heard you speak and it was between Christmas and New Year of 2018. And for the life of me, I cannot remember a word you said, but I remember <coughs> the exact feeling of how I felt listening to you. I don't know how it, I came across you, but it was at a time when um, I had gone through quite a stressful couple of months and that particular day I remember I visited with my daughter and my mother the place where uh, my mum was born and it was quite an emotional day and we were home and I remember I remember sitting on the sofa really humbled getting to have all of these kind these generations in, in one place at one time for something really special I remember something being I was in the house on my own after and there was something on the TV um it was I don't know if you guys have it there actually it's called the voice and it's where these these people go on and they sing but the judges can't see their faces so they just hear the talent in their voice and they could be anybody and I remember first of all listening to that in the background and I remember bursting into tears at how precious it was that these people could go on there do what they love doing and not be judged for anything else um or the, they were just completely sharing their hearts I remember crying I was like what are you crying for why are you so like I wasn't upset but I couldn't understand it it was like my heart was starting to crack open and then I hit Facebook and then I heard you speaking and it was the same thing and I swear I didn't stop crying for like a day <laughs> because it was it was this knowing inside of me that what you were speaking to had such resonance with, with me at that time. And this is just to link back to what you were sharing about that man. I think when we awaken that knowing within us, it's the most, uh, what's the word? Um, It's for me, it's like the greatest thing you could ever do is to nurture awesome. that. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome means it just it's just it just fills you with awe. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And then the more that you 
do the tiny things that you love doing, the more you can really nurture that, that knowing so that any time that you're not in that space, well, I know for me speaking now, I'm shown very, very quickly, very clearly when I'm out of, out of whack or out of alignment, it doesn't feel good at all. And, uh, Again, it's just I, I call it like you're sat nav to the soul. Where you, where have you invested your time, energy, and presence in something that isn't that feeling? And then to remember to bring it back to just that feeling in that moment, and not yeah. get lost in the story, not get lost in you know you're wrong and I'm right, or or you know judging something outside and and bringing it back. Um, Sometimes we forget. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say something controversial uh, initially because, because uh, you know, for effect, probably. <laughs> Go for uh, it. <laughs> but the thing, there's another part to what I was, uh, I was saying, which I, for me, is absolutely vital. And that is to have a religion now. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of anti-feeling about religion, but I say religion from its original meaning mm. because the word religion comes from relegare, Latin word, which is to bind. It is how you make your conscious connection to something that is bigger than yourself. That is what I, I'm referring to as religion. And I feel that that is absolutely, it's been absolutely essential for me because ascended masters and all the rest of it, archangels and all the rest of it, have not been, I, I was fortunate, or it's my, uh, my uh, dharma, my, my uh, sense of myself that I came in, and I was shown from a very early age, I'm saying about five, that I never, I never walked alone. There was always someone walking with me, some thing, some being, and there's always that connection. And so I went through all the human things, but when I was down and out, there was always that. So it's not just that stillness, but there's a presence and through the recent uh, indoctrination programming in human, we have tried to analyze everything and we've made it profane. We've taken away the sacred. There's a sacredness of life. So connecting to something, uh, that sacredness, which is larger than self. And yet it's still self, because we all come from one to one. So there's a connection within, but there's also connection without. So one of my connections is beautiful human. Because in my life, no matter what's gone on, in the 30 or 40 years, I didn't look at the news and everything. I saw much more evidence of um, humanity rising than falling. And I still see it. Yeah. 
maybe people don't see their own, but I see and I see the beautiful acts. But making our connection, you see, you can walk. I'm looking at your forest all the time, and I could easily go for a walk in that. Even in my imagination, but I could go for a walk in that forest. Nature, Gaia is always giving that connection. So we say, you know, go for a walk in nature, go and sit in amongst those trees. And if you sit amongst those trees, it wouldn't take very long for you to feel the stillness. And that stillness is not just out there. It's you recognizing the truth, God, the soul, your soul and the soul of all, or a flower, or a child playing in the sandpit. I'm watching children playing in sandpit. So when people are stuck and having trouble stirring this mind, hand on heart, and just remember something that gave you that feeling. Because everybody has felt it. Everybody has felt it. But we override it with all the stories. So I am. You are all, this is the way I'm seeing, you are something beautiful from God as God. This is who we are. And we came to express, and as children in our innocence, to dance. And innocence is not ignorance. Innocence is wisdom, the essential wisdom of that stillness that eternal love. And we can express it in any walk of life. We can be in politics. It takes a lot of strength and knowing, but there are people all around this world in all walks of life who are ready to hold the banner of light for the beauty of humanity. That is why our future is assured. The light has won. It all really has won. It was a foregone conclusion. We fell in Atlantis. And so we learned to move through this density. And now is the time for the change to happen, for us to move to that center and then choose. Choose. Shadow. I mean, dark from light, as it were. The, the uh, program that's tried, what apparently tried to subjugate us and remove our free world totally. Impossible. We live in a free world zone. The light has won, but it behoves us now to see the shadow all around us, in other people as well, and not just say, well, I see it there, therefore it's mine, because. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's other people's, and that's not a judgment on them, because we're all susceptible. It's all, it has the ability to come into our field. So ignoring what's going on, say, in America and the, the crazy politics or um, COVID or whatever, 
ignoring it and saying, well, I'm going to live in that world, there's still separation. We see it. We, we, part of this mastery is to see shadow for what it is. Dark lurks into shadow in, in behind in shadow. And it plays when it's in that field, it plays with our wounds. Our soul wounds, because these wounds go way back mm. through soul experiences. We've had experiences without physical reincarnation that have these wound, core wounds that we're healing. And we're healing it through going through this journey. But stop blaming. <laughs> I'm talking about those who are aware now and do uh, who who actually do clearing. To stop thinking it's always yours. Mm. But how do you manage that? We don't have to manage it on our own anymore. We have. I have a vast. You have each of us have a vast company of heaven who are just itching to help. But we are in the free will zone, so we must ask. We must ask. And they immediately come in close. And since I was a little boy, they walked with me. It was Jesus first, and then, it be, and then I walked with Willow. Willow walked with me. He said, either way, it doesn't matter. Because I'm part of a vast array of light going up and up and up right to the, one, the source. And so if I like, if I imagine, if I, and for me it's no longer, it's not imagination. There is a vast, think of an amphitheater of golden beings going up and up in pure and pure light and love. And you and I, humanity is part of this. Good grief. <laughs> so if going into stillness, and expanding out with love and connection in the stillness. The divine neutrality, you can call it. To be in the stillness and then we begin to hear and then we begin to take our child back. Mm. We're not childlike, we are as a child. Because except we be as little children, we cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven, which is now. We're creating something beautiful for God because we are something beautiful for God. Warts and all. <laughs> Mistakes can I, and all. Wow. Can I just go back if I can, God? Because I'm just like a sponge. I just want to keep listening to you. But as you're going along, I, I could think of a thousand things I want to say in that moment and then they just evaporate because that's what's supposed to happen, isn't it, really, <laughs> when you're present? Um, but I just love to go back to what you said, especially when there's just so many people, for example, who, who you know, take on uh, getting to know themselves, healing the relationship with themselves. Um, like you said, not everything is yours. Sometimes it is somebody else's. I'd love to freak for you to if you could just elaborate on 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 that topic um i know i personally would have really you know how do i say this now <laughs> um i would have really invested in that 
everything is a direct mirror to me of me. I would have really invested in that, you know, for, for quite some time. Until this is just me personally, again, just to say <laughs> I went into I went to a place where I understood uh, by understanding myself deeper and deeper. I understood that the lens that I observed other people's situations and things were were from my own from my own distorted perception of of myself, my judgments of myself, my attachments, uh, my projections. And as recent as this morning, even the, my understanding of, with how I understand and receive and live connection, which is very distorted, let me tell you. What I perceive to be um, connection was never, it, it's, it's as simple as what we talked about at the beginning of this. But then what happens is I look back and I observe my, my life. I observe the experiences I've gone through, um, the lessons I have, I have, you know, learned the experiences I've had and, and, and the attachments I've even had to them, knowing that all they ever were in those moments were just opportunities for expansion opportunities for growth never to hold on to we were never to hold on to them but sometimes when we're in a situation um it can be difficult to uh get the balance between responding and reacting and operating from a place of our wisdom or a place of our wounds which is i guess what i'm trying to say so when you have or can have the discernment within yourself to understand yourself and what is it that makes you reactive uh, as opposed to responsive or, or whatever way it might go. And then you have people outside of you, which is every relationship that we have in life. It's it's how we, we for me, this is my own perspective. My greatest expansion has been through relationship with other people, my family, my friends, partners, um, co-workers whatever it might look like a uh, person in the shop you get to meet yourself over and over and I suppose what I'm trying to ask in a long asked way is I can do as much work as I, I, I can to understand myself uh, journey as much into my own heart as I can when you know something isn't yours how do we separate the two so that you stay in your center and you don't get pulled into somebody else's um, chaos, I guess, for want of a better word, sometimes? How do we how do we um, separate the two, you know, in everyday simple situations, like I said, family members or co-workers or whatever you're witnessing? Um, I witnessed my just I use myself as an example. I witnessed myself in somebody else last week, an old version of me. And I didn't like it. I was really triggered by it. I didn't understand at the time until I, I went a little bit deeper and I identified, oh, right, okay, the reason I don't, you know, I'm triggered here is because that's a, a version, an old version of me who at that time in my life I couldn't accept. I couldn't compassionately pull her in closer and I couldn't compassionately understand even what made her the way she was. I, I did a bit of work on myself, diffused it, and the next day I was able to see the person through completely different eyes. 
but so often in everyday life we get pulled into and absorbed into things that really aren't ours and I'm just wondering if we're unaware how how do we how do we have the discernment to, to know the difference between one and the other does that make sense yeah it does it does I'm trying to well as you speak uh for me, it's too complicated. <laughs> yeah. it's well, too you can imagine. That's that's well, a brilliant point, yeah. though, because it, it's it's that complicated to hear. So in our heads, that's what we do as humans. We yeah. we overcomplicate everything. And I know I'm guilty of it myself, like I said. Yeah, well, I, I see this ripe, and it's ripe, especially uh, in these times where people haven't awakened a great deal, and know if you like the principles of this waking and ascension thing. I mean, uh, a lot of people in this community who hear this, uh, you know, called you spiritually aware. But when you're dealing, when you're, you feel your work and your purpose is serving others, it's so important. Uh, it, it, one of the um, rules seems to be implicit rules is that you have to be a, uh, worked on yourself and you have, has, you have to understand that in order to help your clients. I'm going to say something controversial. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. I tell you I mean, I'm not, it sounds like I'm a big know-it-all, <laughs> maybe I am, but, <clears throat> but when I go in to work with anyone, we'll say work, I have no idea what I'm going to say or what, and I prefer not to know anything about the other person, mm. uh, and it's be here now it is i trust myself to be prepared if you like because i wouldn't be doing this i wouldn't be here in this moment i trust the universe because i love the universe i know the support i have i don't know exactly what it is or where it's come or where it comes and the support might have been um, many years ago, I read something, and that's going to be useful. Who knows? But everything is in its place. Here I am. I thirdly trust the person. Here is an amazing soul who's come here, and they are. And I, I, I feel this strongly in, in the early years of doing it, fifty years ago. They're going to tell me what they need to know. They're going to tell it to me somehow in our conversation. So the conversation may start in any way, but there's always something they say which seems to bring out the flow. That's the open door. That's the open door. And you may be just trickling in something that helps them expand that open door. Because you picked on something, often it's just a word or a phrase they've used, or an example of their plight or whatever. I'm not, I have no thought of where I'm going to go with this. 
And I tell you, sometimes I've said, go away, don't waste my time, don't come back. I mean, I've frightened myself by saying that. <laughs> I remember you telling me that story before. But then having, uh, having the feedback later on, Nikki, no one's ever said that to me. It's the best thing that could have But you don't conceive that. You don't, you don't conceive, uh, preconceive anything. You trust that there's a whole dynamic here. It's not page um, um, practitioner client. It's not. It's two beings sitting and one, if you like, able to listen a bit better to the other story because they're not involved in their own story. Mm. I don't know this, this. So I'm saying there's too much analysis. Mm. If you're going to analyze, do it long before. But check it all out. Yeah. If then it can come. Yeah. Uh, and this is why it's getting beyond techniques, getting beyond these labels. Because we seem to, you know, as professionals or as healers and so on, we've got to have something, a hook. Yeah. <clears throat> often that hook, if you like, your, your tool works, but sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, and it doesn't matter, you're not wrong. It just doesn't work. This person is asking for something else. Yeah. Yeah. And the analysis, and we overanalyze our own process. It's like I always say, and I've said for a long time to my company, uh, I don't even try to know. Show me the next thing I need to know. And I know it's shown to me. Because it's always been like that. It always worked like that. And I am, a, if I went through, you know, in, in human terms, my CV, uh, thank goodness I'm never going to do it. Because there's so much I've been exposed to. And that's just my part. Mm. But people don't have to be exposed to very much at all. Yeah. Just walk in the forest. Just be in your garden if that's what you love doing. Yeah. Painting, drawing, writing, uh, being with kids. There are a thousand and one things that we can express our gifts and therefore contribute to the whole. Yeah. Clearing, the clearing was only an interim. It was only to, to learn to be honest with yourself yeah. and learn to catch yourself quicker. <laughs> you you shared something the other day where you were, you know, openly inviting people to, to stop attaching to things. It doesn't always have to be a problem. It doesn't always have to be something wrong. I think we're like chronic, um, chronic almost addicts to our bullshit <laughs> you know that we always yeah. think that there has to be something wrong and if we actually hit a plateau where there's a bit of peace or a bit of stability or a bit of calm we're looking around us like deer is caught in the headlight looking for some chaos to latch on to again yeah it's uh self-blame somehow mm -hmm. you're flawed uh if you feel these things now the other you i haven't quite answered what you were asking initially about how do you know the difference mm -hmm. when it's yours and when it's not <clears throat> because 
we're learning to view shadow and this is why i say uh often i say that we should actually look at what's happening in the world and not bury ourselves away from it and say it's just an illusion yeah so because we get to understand shadow we understand how shadows worked in the human psyche mm. which we've been part of right yeah but we don't attach to it however if you view something on the news, and it's interesting because I uh, actually consciously, when JFK, uh, when JFK Kennedy died, was assassinated, things were going through me so much, I said, no more, I'm not going to listen to the news, I'm not going to watch TV uh, news. And I, I haven't for all those years until uh, just before the American elections. Um, because anyway, you know, you hear about world events, people would say, so you knew what was going on, or at least what how people, what people's reactions were to what they thought was going on. <coughs> but I was, you know, just moved to, to, to um, watch the election and I saw the sudden switch. And immediately it's, it's drawn me to look, watch and, and look at all the events that have happened since then. And it's an amazing play. It's an amazing play of the dark rising into the shadow and the shadow being observed by those who can see, but also getting caught in that shadow. Mm. Because when you sit and watch a news item and you feel something, you you know, most people feel something, you can get caught in it. <clears throat> that is shadow from that uh, energy jumping into your field mm. and it puts self-doubt, niggles or whatever in you. So it's not yours. Yeah. That's mm. when you know it's not yours. When you have self-doubt, when people are going to a, a spiritual teacher and I hear often people uh, after having been with a, a teacher for uh, quite a while, and they've come up with this conflict. What they're saying is not quite right, but they know and I don't. Given the way your authority is, you know, in subtle ways, you give away authority to what the tool says and what our own heart saying, no, this is, this is what I do for the client. I don't follow that method. Mm. That's, something that's in your field and shadow the, if you like, the dark feeds the wound mm -hmm. in your auric field. And this is always happening. I go into a mall and I like going into a mall because I love seeing the people and I just almost get blissed out with the connection to these beautiful beings who uh, some are suffering a great deal. But I come out and get in the car and Glenn goes shopping because she loves shopping right? more than I do. <laughs> and we go and sit in, back in the car and something she says niggles me. Now, I know exactly, I know that it's not mine. Mm. I know something in that mall, some shadow from some person or, or other has jumped into my field. I know it because you get the self-doubt or quick niggles, 
uh, are not normally there, and then you make something of it. If you're a clearer, a conscious clearer, you look, you end up looking for something. It's shadow, it's an energetic that creates your self-doubt. Self-doubt, mostly in those kinds of situations, like the teacher, someone you're putting more authority on them. Yeah. And going against your heart knowing. Yeah. So this is always going, is learning. We're learning to go by our heart, our heart knowing. It's in heart knowing. You know when something's right, and when you, and that's a, like that's quick. Can I ask one, que one question? Because I will lose my train of thought, and it's I, it's important <coughs> for me to I want to know. Um, if and when you're in that situation, in that moment, you have another person um, consciously, subconsciously, doesn't matter. Um, you absorb what's not yours, what you know is not yours. You really can feel that difference. Like you can <laughs> feel it. You really yeah, can. Yeah. And yeah. can I ask then, obviously, it's, it's um, am I understanding right in saying it's a, it's a matter of personal responsibility then to clear your auric field, to clear your field and to even um, sometimes like that might look like just simple uh, asking for it to be cleared or sometimes is it where a person might need to say something or uh, do something or, or what exactly happens? Most often, uh, most often, you don't say anything to anyone. Yeah. Yeah, because most often people are not aware of it. They're either so far into the, if you like, the negativity of it, mm -hmm. or it's so deep in their uh, subconscious, and uh, it's not my place to do anything unless asked. But I can do something if you like to protect myself hmm. by uh, putting up my love shield, as it were, or walking away or whatever we do. But I must clear. Now, most people will find ways, you know, ways of visualizing to clear. But for me, that's not enough. Hmm. That, that, that's not enough. And more often than not, if you are aware, you're looking for the reason. And that's not enough either. That's not enough either uh, because you're still going through the self-doubt. Yeah. The self-doubt is ours, mm. not the, the reason. The self-doubt is ours because it's an internal job. Yeah. It's a job of the shadow Turn, like turning and it's just like having a software you have software in your auric field and it's malware yeah and it's beeping the signal yeah it's activated and it loves to it loves to uh catch you out mm. because it's the whole idea of a takeover it's been a whole idea of a human takeover not just an idea a reality of mm. a takeover uh so Calling on your helpers, I mean, actually calling on them, having your knowing and getting to know, even if it's only in feeling, but you have these helpers and specific helpers. 
who have authority. Well, now, when I say authority, they have had aeons and aeons and aeons of experience of clearing fields and being able to see exactly where it is in that mass of light and, and energy of your auric field and see exactly where it is and go in. We couldn't do it, not as a human level. And we don't have to. Yeah. That's one. The other thing is daily clearing. Now that we can do ourselves, but you do it through exercise, really. Mm. Uh, people who do yoga a lot, people who who uh, do aerobic or running or something like that, or playing sport, which has uh, that helps clear their field. That energy, using energy and having that. And meditation is quiet mind. When you meditate and make your connection, then because you're making your connection, it brings them in closer and they can, and you wipe it clean, but you don't heal the wounds. Mm. To heal the wounds, you call on your company. That makes your company heaven, because that makes sense. We're co-creating here. It's not just humans co-creating, but we're co-creating co with a vast, uh, a vast range of energy, life, and love. But we're in the free will zone. We must choose. So we're co-creating. We don't have to do it on our own anymore. That's my. <clears throat> and if anybody, I will give a shout out. If anybody wants real help, go to somebody who's made their life's work this connection, and that's Alicia Power. I think there, there are probably others on this planet, but she's the one I know, because she's dedicated her life to that connection and helping people make that connection. <clears throat> yeah. But it's, for me, it's absolutely essential, going back to where we started, stillness, the intention to go into that stillness and back that drop in any way you can. Yeah. And the other is to find the sacredness around you, make your connection to the sacredness and be with it, allow it to come in. From Gaia level and from that level. And immediately as I talk of it, you can feel the sweetness. You can feel the sweetness of it because this is who we are, we know. Kids don't even have to try. They don't even, we as children didn't even have to try. Yeah. I love you. I love I, you. <laughs> I, I, do you know, I'm, I'm, I'm giggling away to myself here because more times I've jumped on a call with you and, um, you know, I could be talking to you about something specific and then you're like, did you ask for help? I'm like, shit, no. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that I could. I always forget that I can, that I can. And, and actually since our last conversation, I've been actively doing it more and more and more now. And you really do, you really do feel that difference. It's so well, that, fast, so if simple. That, if I would say if anyone gets anything from me, I've walked with these, and they have walked with me, I've walked with them. Since I was five years old, I had to go through all my human things, but they're here. They're here. 
Mm. And that's what I bring. That's my gift. My gift is bringing meth. They're present. And this is what you feel, not because it's in within me, but because you know it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that's the simple truth. And so I've been like Tigger all my life. I've fallen, but I've bounced back. Because if you like my auric field and creation is an echo chamber. And you bounce, you give out, it bounces back. And what happens is you get fuller and fuller. So we go back to, please don't take ourselves so seriously. Please give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. Yeah. I saw when I was 18 years old, what it would be like, what, what we're moving to, what would happen as we ascend, what kind of life on earth it was. When I was 18 years old, I got a clear picture. And I tell you folks, it is amazing. It's gonna happen. The life is one. I used to think the word hope was had a negative connotation, you know, something that might be, but now I say, take hope. It's a positive one. Hope is vital. This is what we came with as children. We were so hopeful that we were hardly aware. Yeah. And it's coming, it's already, we say ordained. We have ordained it, and it's it's coming. Well, the people are impatient, but it's it it's here already. We the more we create, the more we connect to our heavenly hosts as co-creators here. The more we remember that, as you say, to ask because now you've got a parent, if you like, or, or um, support that can really hear you. That's no judgment of parents. That can really hear you. And they hear your longing. They hear your feeling. They hear your longing for love, for justice, for peace. They hear this in your longing. And the more you open to your dream of the future, the more their energy, if you will allow it, can move through into you and out to others because we are one. We're one. <clears throat> and I've, every, everyone recognizes what I'm saying. Yeah, I think you can see very clearly by my leaky eyes that it's running through me <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, we, oh we my God. We just need reminders. Mm. Yeah. Nikki, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. I love having um, had the opportunity to spare the, uh, spend this time with you. I'm completely love-bombed here. I'm awful sorry. <laughs> but um, it was my absolute pleasure. And... Um, I just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. It means the world to me and for everybody 
getting to, to like I said, eavesdrop on this conversation. I'm, I'm sure it's been an absolute pleasure for them too. Yeah, so I love you. being, I love, I've loved being here with you. In your forest, I can't get away from that forest. It's just perfect. It's like we're sitting in the clearing there, mm. on the yeah. on the mossy on the mossy ground. The thing I love, I just got to say this before I finish up, and hopefully I'll keep my shit together in order to say it. <laughs> but I love the way every single time I get to speak to you, you remind me of how just awesome <laughs> it is to be able to lose yourself in in your imagination and to completely let yourself go out of your mind and in that heart space have the capacity to do something like check out this picture and you're there and you're in it and I'm even listening to you speaking and it's very hard for me not to be there as well you know and you said something the other day as well when we were speaking and I think it was something about um the clearing the clearing in the forest as well um is is effortless you don't have to do anything it just is is, is that the way you're you're yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That stillness you know when you get in the forest just the trees the trees themselves give that stillness yeah and it's so so beautiful that's we have to cry <laughs> <laughs> I love. No, thank oh, you. Go prison. Thank you. Thank you. Love that. Thanks so much. Until next time. Thanks for everybody watching too. God bless you. Bye.